good to us tonight. God bless you, Reverend. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Yeah. It's good to be here tonight. Yeah. I told, I was telling people now, sit, if you want to, you want me to preach to so you, sit over here. <laughs> all right. So I guess everybody over here, you want me to preach to you tonight. All right. Amen. She said, amen. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for your giving. Appreciate Pastor and Sister Bigelow, the love, the hospitality they've shown towards me since I've been here and all of you. And uh, just so it's a pleasant treat to see my friend. I'm not going to put him on the spot just in case we're recording things all around America tonight. But it's good to have, it's good to have my good friend. My good, I mean, I'm serious. He's a good friend. I mean, I'm serious about a good friend and a brother, but a fellow minister, he and his wife. Matter of fact, they were going to adopt me because they wanted to get a tax break. I stayed, I stayed, I stayed so long in a place, and so I just leave it at that. Say, if you don't get out of here, man, we're going to claim you on taxes. <laughs> so praise God. It's great to be a Christian. Amen. And so thank you, thank you very much for your giving. We're here to get revived. Amen. We want God to help us. Revival is the time of renewing and improving ourselves so we can get big. B-I-G, yeah. better in God. God. That should yeah. be your desire tonight. Amen. Yeah. Praise the Lord. So let's go to our Bible reading tonight. 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 17. Familiar passage of scripture tonight. 1 Samuel chapter 17. And I want to, usually I just read a few verses, but I may feel tempted to read all of it. Not all of 1 Samuel chapter 17, okay? I spare you. But we want to begin reading at verse 45. Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. This day will the Lord deliver thee into my hand, and I will smite thee and take thine head from thee, and I will give the carcasses of the hosts of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And all this assembly should know that the Lord save it not with sword and spear. For the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. I like to use verse 32, 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 32, as our text tonight. And David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him, thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And tonight, I want to preach on a message title, Get Ready for a Victory. The giant is going down. Amen. Let us pray. Pastor, would you please pray, sir? Heavenly Father, we are thankful for this battle. Not the battle, but that the battle is the Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We're thankful not for the giant but for the God that is going to defeat the giant. And God, we're thankful not for the fight, but for the victory in the fight. Yes. God, let us focus on your word today and let us enter in to the promises in your word. Let us receive these things into our situations, into our hearts, and into our minds. Ooh, that God. God's word may have free course yes. in our lives. And we ask that you will bless the Ooh, preacher. Jesus, Make preaching easy for him. And God, have your way. Revive us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, sir. We see David displaying courage and confidence. And believe it or not, in the times that we're living in, we need to see some of that. Amen. We need to see people that have some courage and confidence in knowing that we can defeat 
the giants that are in our lives. Amen. 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 See, David's attitude here when we read this account, and I'm going to get into some other things for a spiritual application. But David's attitude when he went to the battlefield and he heard this big mouth giant huffing and puffing. It's like, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? His attitude was, why are we sitting back not doing anything? Why are we sitting back being afraid when we have a God that's so big and so great and so awesome? A God that brought us out, brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. A God that caused us to cross the Red Sea and then he drowned the Egyptian army. And then not only that, but Joshua led them across the, 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 uh, the Jordan River. And they went into the promised land, a land flowing with milk and honey. If God did all of that back then, cannot God do it again? Cannot God give us victory again? I say, yes, he can. And David's attitude was, I see a victory. You may see defeat. You may see gloom. You may see despair. But I see a victory because we serve a great God, a mighty God. Amen. Thine is the greatness. Thine is the power. Thine is the glory. Thine is the victory and majesty. Amen. Let's deal with some giants first of all before we get into David. We'll get into that. There's some giants that we need to go down in our lives. You want some giants to go down in your lives tonight? Yeah. Amen. You got to look to Jesus. He'll help you. The blood will help you. And you know, revival's a lot of times pointed and directed to help the church. Because you know what? The church needs to get better. So we can win some souls. Amen. Amen. When we get better, we'll win more souls. Amen. 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 So but there's some giants we want to deal with tonight before we get back to David. Some giants need to go down our lives called the works of the flesh. So, preacher, don't go there. Well, I was in OKC. I was in OKC back in May sometime. I went to the barbershop, and these guys uh, were talking. You know, barbershop. You know, men gossip and run their mouth just as much as women. They got to they they run their mouth. Like, as a matter of fact, I was talking to somebody sometimes. I said, you, you talk too much. Then I talked to somebody. You talk. I said, God, help me. I need to zip it. I need to zip it. Amen. But anyway, I'm in the barbershop and they, they started talking. Said, every man, every man on the face of the earth cheat on his wife. I'm getting my thinking right now. I'm sitting in the chair giving a haircut. I said, well, if they get saved, they won't. Amen. They got a little quiet. They were saying, amen. That's right, amen, sister. Amen. They get saved, they won't. And so... We settled that night, and then I got on the airplane, headed to, uh, headed to El Paso, Texas, get my car. And so uh, on the plane, it was packed, and there was one seat left. I was on the aisle, and another guy was at the end in the window, and this lady named Sasha wanted to sit right there. So I said, hey, there you go. So she sat down and everything, and we was talking, and said she was married and everything, said she was from Jamaica. And I said, okay, so you must be married. To, you must probably married a Jamaican, huh? She said, no way. Nothing against Jamaican, all right? <laughs> She's Jamaican. She's Jamaican, too. She said, no way. They cheat on their wives. I said, oh, here we go again. <laughs> I said, well, they get saved, they won't. She said, oh, yes, they will. <laughs> they'll, they'll use that David card. I said, well, David did it. Well, David, stop doing it. Hello. 
When you get saved, you see, this is the works of the flesh. The works of the flesh because, listen, the Bible says, now listen, the Bible says if you look upon a woman to lust after her, you've already committed adultery. You're just waiting on an opportunity to do it. But listen to the works of the flesh. Now Paul is writing, listen, he's writing to the Christians. He's not writing to the sinners. He's writing to the saints in Galatia because there's some problems and they need to be fixed. They had run well, but they got their eyes off of God. And sometimes it can happen to us. We can be running well and doing well, but we get our eyes off of Jesus. And when you get your eyes off of Jesus, you'll do anything. Amen. And so let's deal with this just for a moment. For a moment, because we need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. You know, salvation is good. But get the Holy Ghost. (laughs) Get the Holy Ghost. And when you get the Holy Ghost, you're going to walk in the Spirit. And when you walk in the Spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. When you're praying in the Holy Ghost, you're going to build up your most holy faith. You're going to keep yourself in the love of God. Because when you love God, you don't want to cheat on your wife. Amen. Amen. So the works of the flesh which are manifest, which are these? I preach, I hope you get to David real quick. I am, just a moment. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these? Adultery, at the top of the list. Fornication, you know, real quick, me and my wife, who was 19 years old. Uh, okay, my wife and I, she passed away, God will be the Lord. So we're in high school sweethearts, all right? High school sweethearts, so do not throw stones at me tonight, okay? And if she was alive, there was no way I'd tell this story. <laughs> I think maybe years on, if we got further on the ministry, I may have shared it one time somewhere. She was like, Really? You got to go there? Let her go there tonight. She's not here. So uh, we're in high school, and so we had two kids outside of wedlock. I joined the army. I joined the army. And uh, I said, well, you know, I'm getting a little lonely out here in Fort Bliss, Texas. I got a baby back there, girlfriend back there in Mississippi. We're 19. I said, honey, come on. I'm going to get an apartment. You just come and bring the two boys. Come on. We're going to be all right. I was thinking, yeah, she's going to be here soon. She said, no, I'm not coming. I was like, what? She said, you come back here and let's go to the courthouse. And let's get. Now, we're not saved. We're not saved, but we're 19. Said, so let's go to the courthouse and let's get married. Let's do the right thing. I said, man, here I am. I'm the man. Why didn't I think about that? Sorry, how are you? You sorry, how are you? You should have thought about that. You're the man. But men don't like making a commitment sometimes. But I thank God she had enough sense to say, enough is enough. Let's do what's right. And you know what? When we get saved, we want to do what's right. We don't want to sugarcoat it. We don't want to play games and play around. We want to do what's right because we want to go to heaven. Because I'm going to read I'm gonna read all of this real quick. And I want some few things I want to touch upon before we move on. I'm just going to read the whole thing. It said, now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, various emulations, wrath, stripes, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, and murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, revelings, wild parties, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past. Paul is seemingly, I've told you this before. Now I gotta tell, tell it to you again. You never heard the song? I told you once, I told you twice. You can't go to heaven with a sweetheart and wife. I know the Bible is right, but somebody's wrong. Amen. Don't think you're gonna get to heaven with your sweetheart and wife. Hello? Amen. But anyway, because this is what it says right here that they which do such things 
should not, that's what the Bible says, not brother love, should not inherit the kingdom of God. It doesn't matter how much tithe you pay. doesn't matter how much you come to church. Amen. So let's go back a little bit. All right. Uncleanness, the seriousness. You know, when I was uh, in high school, when I was young, uh, I loved going. There's no, there's no sin in swimming. There's no sin. Hear me out. No sin in swimming, okay? Y'all got that? All right, praise God. <laughs> so I used to go to, I, could, I didn't learn how to swim. Because you know what? I was too busy looking at the girls in their cover underwear. <laughs> That's why I went to the pool. Amen? Now, some of my friends said, Praise, this will look different. That's all right. We need it. Trust me. And so, uh, rest of my friends, rest of my friends, guess what they were doing? They were jumping off the diving board and swimming and everything. And I was wondering, why are all the girls gravitating going toward them? And here I am. I'm trying to get them to look at me. They weren't looking at me. You sorry, bomb. You can't swim. I said, man, I should have learned how to swim. But anyway, but you know, that's what it is. The seriousness and decency and decent. Amen. Lewdness to entice sexual desires. God doesn't want that. God doesn't want that. We're Christians. We have to check ourselves out. Amen. And the seriousness. Then it goes on. It said idolatry, witchcraft. You know, there's a lot of witchcraft in the church. You said, really? Rebellion. That's a sin of witchcraft. I mean, you know, a sorcery, dealing with things of like that, magic and all that stuff. We don't deal with magic. You know, people, I got a magic. I, wanna, I don't deal with magic. I don't deal with that. I don't even read the horoscope. I don't even read the horoscope. Amen? Amen. So, he said, what's your sign? Christian. Christian. That's my sign, Christian. Amen. What's your sign? I hope it's Christian. There's only two signs, Christian or sinners. Amen. Which one you want to be? I want to be a Christian. Jesus, make me a Christian in my heart. Amen. Amen. And then we go on. Said witchcraft, hatred, variance, variance. You know, I wanted to look that up, and I know it's disagree- disagreeing, but you know, wrangling, and also means engagement in a long, complicated dispute or argument, debate. You know, there's people that want to do that. They just want to go on and on. Useless knowledge. That's what it is. But they want to win. They want to have the last word. You ever met anybody like that? Look in the mirror. Amen. Amen. I talk to myself too. I was telling somebody today. I was telling somebody today. A lot of times when the preacher preached, he preaching to himself also. Because right. God knows how by the Holy Ghost to bring it home to him. Can I get a witness? Amen. And so it says, so variance. Emulations. That's fervent jealousy. Wrath. Strife. Strife. Here. Infighting. Discord should not be. Should not be in a husband and wife. Should not be in the church. That infighting that wants to bring discord. You see, that's what the devil wants. But we're gonna get the victory tonight. Come on. Say, preach! I was hoping to shout. Shout later. But get right now. Let's get right with God. That's what we used to say in the Baptist church. Get right, church, and let's go home. Amen. Let's repent of these things. And then listen. Listen to this. Goes on. Strife, sedition, heresies, envyings. That's that ill will in the Greek. That means spite. It is a desire to hurt somebody. 
It is a desire to annoy somebody. To get on their nerves. Hello. Hello. It means to offend somebody. So I'm just teasing. Are you sure? Or are you doing a cheap shot? What are you doing? You know. And God knows. I told you I was going to preach it all over here. But God loves us tonight. How many believe that? And God's not trying to hurt anybody, but God loves us tonight and God wants us to get the victory. So what, brother love, you shared all of this. What, what, what can I do? Preacher, what can I do, brother? Repent, as Jesus said. Say, God, I'm going to God. Say, God, I'm sorry for doing this and I don't want to do it no more. You've opened my eyes. And so, God, I really want to get better. So give me the grace to not only repent of it, but give me the grace to walk away from it and give me the grace to seek God for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen? Because when you get the Holy Ghost, He will give you the victory over the works of the flesh. Amen. Amen. We can have victory tonight. And real quick, I'm going to tell you how you can have victory. First John chapter 5, verse 4. First John chapter 4. I'm just going to speed through David because, you know, David slew that giant, but we're going to slay, we're going to slay the giant too. We're going to slay the giant in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen? Because Jesus gives us victory. That's what the Bible says. But thanks be unto God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. God doesn't want us to be defeated. Amen? We may look at, man, this is a giant I've been facing a long time. I even have a bad attitude at times. My attitude is so bad at times, I'm always blowing up and getting mad. Well, get down on your knees and say, Lord, revive me. Help me, Lord. Get serious with God. When you get serious with God, you begin to see changes in your life. And you want to live the word of God. Amen. Not just talk about it. You want to live it. Amen. The more I preach this thing, the more I want to live it. Because I know if I don't live it, I'm being a hypocrite. Amen. None of us are perfect tonight. Nobody's perfect. But I don't like playing that card. Well, I'm not perfect, so I got to mess up sometimes. I never read that in the Bible. Though I do mess up, but I never read Jesus said that. Well, y'all got to mess up sometimes. Now, though we may, but he never promoted it. We promote too much of failure. And say, well, you're going to fall. You're going to stumble. And that's fine. I know people are going to fall and stumble. But I don't want to promote it. What I want to promote, if you fall, won't you call on the name of Jesus? As Peter was walking there to be with Jesus, he took his eyes off of Jesus because of the storms. But listen what Peter said, Lord, save me. Oh, hallelujah. When you're falling and when you're sinking, say, Lord, save me. Pick me up, Jesus. Amen. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 5, verse 4 through 5, he said, For whatsoever is born of God, overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Amen. David was going to pick up some stones to slay that giant. And I like to just use it. I know it's not what the Bible says. But he was picking up five smooth stones. But we need to pick up five smooth stones. We need to pick up some faith. We need to pick up some power. We need to pick up some grace and mercy and peace and know that everything is going to be alright and that we got victory in Jesus that we can overcome anything and everything. Amen. Amen. The Bible says, who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. Nowhere we would find failure in this. Nowhere does the Bible promote failure. Yes, I fail. We all have. But I don't like to, I don't like to dwell on it. Because if I dwell on my failures, I get defeated. 
I get in despair. The, just the other night, just the other night, I was just going through some stuff in my mind. Devil was fighting me. He never fought you in your mind, probably. You know, just fighting me, just stuff going on. I said, God, I got down on my knees. I just got down on my knees in the hotel, wherever I was. You no, know, I'd be able to stand with the brother, stand with somebody. And I just got down on my knees in my room. And as I got down on my knees and prayed and began to talk to God, it seemed like what I was concerned about and worried about, it went away. And God sort of confirmed it. Amen. He confirmed it that it all is okay. Everything is okay. You just keep trusting in me. Just keep casting down those imaginations. Amen. Just keep them under your feet. Amen. Keep them under your feet. Don't let them find a place in your mind. Amen. Because it's one of the devil defeats us right here in our mind. And I'm glad tonight. I can do all things through Christ with strength in me. And that's what David took to the battlefield. Mm-hmm. David went to the battlefield real quick. Real quick now. I said, preach. I'm gonna, said, I got to go back to David. Yeah, I'm going to go back to David right now. I said, preach. Woo! I'm so glad. I'm so glad you're going back to David. I thought we was going to have an altar call in a moment. In a moment. In a moment. But you know, David. David. Let's see. David. What brought David to the battlefield? Well, first of all, his father sent him on a mission. The Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 17 through 21, I'm not going to read it. But David was told to take some food to his brethren and to see how they were doing. And the Bible says David obeyed. The Bible said David rose up early in the morning. David obeyed his father. I have here, we too must be about our father's business. That's right. David was. He rose up early. And I'm not saying if you stay up at 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the morning, you got to get up at 6 o'clock. I'm not saying that. But David rose up early. You know, something about rising up early is spending quality time with the Lord. Amen. Yeah. I call it PTTP. Precious time to pray. Amen. To wait on God. To look to God. And ask God to order your steps for that day that no iniquity should have dominion over you. When we wait upon God, God will strengthen us. Amen. Amen. The Lord is good, the Bible says. The Lord is good to them that wait on him. We all need it. Doesn't matter, not just the preacher, but every believer. Mm. If you've only been spending one or two minutes with God before you rush out the house, don't you try to spend maybe 10 or 15 minutes, amen, before you rush out? Mm. And you'll find that if you make it a habit, if you make it a habit, of spending quality time with God, even if it's just 15 minutes before you rush out the house, you'll find yourself wanting to do it every day. And you'll find yourself wanting to increase that. Amen. Because God is a good God. Amen. That's the only way we're going to keep the giants down. We got to spend time with God. But let's go on. So David, David, David was about his father's business. And we can't, we can't allow, we can't allow personal interests to interfere with what God wants us to do. If God wants you to be saved tonight. Number one, God wants you to be saved. And God wants you to be filled with the Holy Ghost. A lot of people have gone to church. I was in, uh, over in, in uh, Washington. There was a man that had been in our church. Good man. And I, I hope he's filled with the Holy Ghost. Been in our church for years. 12, 13, 14, maybe long. But have never received the Holy Ghost. Never received the Holy Ghost. Never received the Holy Ghost. And you don't judge people. When I'm not in the business of judge, judging people. But you know the problem with some people, they're not willing to surrender. See, they're holding on to something. Mm. They're holding on to something. And when you hold on to something, you, you cannot get the Holy Ghost. You got to have that attitude, I surrender. Mm. Lord, I surrender. And Lord, if there's anything that's holding me back, mm. I'm asking you to take it away. 
And I surrender. I'm telling you. If you surrender to God. He will fill you with the Holy Ghost. With the evidence of speaking in tongues. As the Spirit of God gives you the utterance. Amen. Amen. I was praying with praying. Not praying by Justin. He was praying in a seemingly. He was praying in the Holy Ghost. So praise the Lord. He knows about the Holy Ghost. Amen. And that's the key. Now whether he had been praying in the Holy Ghost before or prior, I don't know. But I tell people, a lot of times church people stop praying in the Holy Ghost. And when you stop praying in the Holy Ghost, you're going to stop reading your Bible. Amen. You're going to be on Facebook and whatever else they got. TikTok, whatever. Whatever they got. Snapchat. You're going to be on that more than you read your Bible. You spend two hours on Facebook, only 15 minutes reading the Bible or less. Come on. Can't God, can't you give God a little bit more? Can we get God some more? Come on, can I get a witness tonight? Amen. Preacher, I didn't expect all this. I don't, I don't want to expect anything. I just say, God, help me. Amen. I don't know. I just come to attitude like, God, I don't even know what these people need, but you do. But Lord, let your heart be on display because we need to get better than we when I challenge you, I'm challenging myself to do double, to do more. Amen. And not just talking, but God, let me do more. Amen. And so let's move on back to David real quick. So God wants to be soul winners, soul winners coming to church, all these things, function members. So David arrives on the battlefield. And so he hears the giant. And so then that's when David said, who is his uncircumcised Philistine, that he should defy the armies of the living God. And then his brother gets upset. You know, his brother. Now David's just out there. Can't really just give us some food. But he said, who is this giant? Why y'all afraid? But his brother thought David was being a little cocky. Well, who's David? Let's read that. Let's read that real quick. Because he had a problem with his brother. Thinking he was arrogant and full of pride. It has been shared. Listen before I go on. It has been shared. The arrogance lies in the man who would seek to persuade another man to act against his convictions. Amen. Eli's anger was kindled against David. He said, why camest thou down hither? Verse 28. And with whom hast thou left those few sheep in the wilderness? He said, I know thy pride and thy naughtiness of thine heart. For thou art come that thou mightest see the battle. You've been busy. Busy body. Being nosy. But David was not. David was just doing what his father told him to do. And you know what the Bible says? The Bible warns against speaking evil of our brothers. Speaking and accusing them falsely without the facts. Let's read what the Bible says. Because Eliab played right into the devil's playbook. Let's accuse the brethren. They gotta be up to doing something wrong. Oh, my husband must be you. I think my husband cheated on me. Well, before you think your husband cheated on you, you better make sure you don't have some wondering eyes. Mm. Hello. Mm. You better make sure you're not the one. Mm. Because sometimes when you're working on a job, that man likes to come by your desk. Hello. Mm. It only happens. Oh, yes, it does. Mm. Come out of the desk and be nice and kind. Maybe bring a little candy bar here and there. My brother bought me some candy, but he, you know, because he loved me, amen. <laughs> Whatever, doing little nice things, speaking to you just nicely every day. You need to be careful. I remember, oh, thank you, Jesus. I mean, thank you, Jesus. 
I believe it's the Lord bringing it to my mind. I was working, where I was working in Washington, a new Bible college student. I was pretty new, maybe a year in or whatever. And it was back in 1991, 92. I was working at this boat company. And uh, so I was going to work, and there was this lady there. She was, and it was all men, mainly except for some of the office workers, but the lady was a designer for the boat. And so she had a little office area right at one of the entrances where we come in. And there was another entrance where we would come in, but we would just go through there, and she would have goodies and everything. And so we would just go down there and speak and say hi to her, because she was very attractive. Say hi to her and get some of the goodies she had and everything. And I was doing this. I was doing this almost every day. And then the Lord seemed to deal with my heart. He said, you can't go another way. <laughs> you don't have to go by there every day saying something nice to her and thanking her for the whatever. And I'm not saying it was good, but it was just impression upon me. Go the other way. Avoid it. Don't think you're so strong that it won't happen to you. Look what Samson, look what happened to Samson. He thought he could do it, but he couldn't. We need God. We got to avoid the very appearance of evil. Amen. God knows. God knows. But here, David says, so listen to what David. David said, oh, yeah, let me read that verse. Yeah. James chapter 4, verse 11. Speak not evil one of another, brethren. Speak not evil one of another, brethren. Even the Bible says, charity thinketh. No evil. One man said, it's not even suspicious. Mm. We shouldn't even be suspicious of one another. As if we're doing something wrong. Amen. 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 Let the facts come out. Let, the, let things surface. Amen. I know it's a little different tonight, but y'all pray for me. Y'all go ahead and kick me out of here. Say, preacher, get on out of here. Get down that road. Go up that road. Go somewhere. <laughs> But let's go on. Let's go on real quick. David said, what have I not done? What have I done? But I'm going to wrap it up. So he said, what have I not done? Is there not a cause? Amen. We got a great God. And we're standing here afraid. When the Bible said, fear not, and God is with us. How many believe that God is with us? The Bible said, God, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind and perfect love. Cast it out. Fear. I'm glad for the love of God tonight. Yeah. And then we find that after David went over to Saul, he said, Saul, sister, come on, get ready to play. I'm a, he said to Saul, he said, let no man heart fail. That means don't, you don't have to be disappointed. You don't have to be dismayed. You don't have to be down. You don't have to be downcast. I'm going to go out. I'm going to fight this giant. And Saul tried to disqualify him. He said, you're part of you. He said, let me give you my resume, Saul. I was taking care of my father's sheep. And there comes that lion and bear, took out one of the lambs, and I went after him. And I, and I took that lamb back, and then he's he going to rise up against me. And I rose up too. And David said, I smooth. Oh, hallelujah. And David said, the same God that helped me, that, that delivered me out of that paw of the lion and the bear, he's going to deliver this Philistine into my hand. Amen. And Saul said, go, and the Lord be with thee. All right. And then he said, take my, take my armor. David said, I can't go with this junk. I haven't proved them now. I didn't say all that. That's just me, okay? You didn't say that. That's not in the Bible. So don't be, I'm putting the old flag. Preach it. Preach it from a different version. <laughs> so David said, I can't go with this. And that's when David went over to that brook. He picked up five smooth stones. He put it in his bag. He went out there to that giant. That giant said, who are, what is this? Who are you? Am I a dog? You going to come out? To, you little boy. You little pretty boy. You pretty boy. I'm going to feed you to the birds. Come on. But David said, on the contrary, I'm going to do what you just said. You're going to do it to me, I'm going to do it to you. You come to me with your sword, your spear, your shield, but I come to thee 
find that David, the Bible said, David, he ran. He ran. He ran to the battlefield. You see, David was on the offense. We got to be on the offense. Amen. We can't be passive. Say, okay, well, come on, devil, go ahead, yeah, gain some ground. No, we don't want the devil to gain any ground. He's gained enough ground. It's time to go to the enemy's camp and take back what the devil has stolen from us. Take back your joy. Take back your peace. Take back your love. Take back your faith. Amen. We find that David took the battlefield right to the giant. He gave that stone a sling. And it sunk right into his forehead. And that giant fell down, face down to the ground. There was no sword in David's hand because David said, I'm going to cut your head off. David going to seal the deal. And he ran and he jumped on that giant, took his sword. He sealed the deal. He said, I'm going to cut your head. And he cut the head off of the giant. And tonight we need to let Jesus help us seal the deal. Cut the head off. Get rid of the sin. Get rid of the lust. Get rid of the hatred. Get rid of everything. I'm going to seal the deal. Amen. Just as God gave David the victory, Christ sealed the deal for us on the cross. And when he rose again, that's when he really sealed the deal. When he rose again with all power to sin, he said, all power, hallelujah. How many believe that God still got all power tonight? How many believe we can have victory tonight? Do you believe it tonight? Come on, stand to your feet as the pastor come. Stand to your feet and worship the Lord. Worship the Lord tonight. Let God have his way. Hallelujah. If you just listen to me for one moment, I want to press something on you. You see, it's counterintuitive to go to the valley. Say, preacher, I don't want to go to the valley. And right now, let's not think of the valley as a place of defeat. But the valley as a place of victory. You see, because the stones that David picked out of that brook were not on the mountaintop. Because you see, water finds the lowest place, right? Where was the brook? The brook was in the valley. He had to walk down into the valley to get those vehicles of victory. And you know, in your valley, there is a victory. There is a victory in the valley. And tonight, I don't know what you're facing. Brethren, we face real things, real giants, real things that would come against our walk, come against our faith. It's time to go down into the valley. And I'm going to make an appeal to you. These altars are open. Come down and pick up those stones. They're your weapons that will give you the victory. Let's come meet with Jesus. Let's find a place to pray. You can pray there or come. Come down to this zone and say, God, my victory is in the valley. My victory. I'm going to get my stone. I'm not coming for defeat. I'm coming to beat the giant. I'm coming. You know what? If the altars are full, you can just stand here and say, I'm just coming to stand because I'm getting the victory. Tonight I'm winning. Tonight the giant's going down. Tonight my commitment to God is only going to take me to a place of victory in Jesus. Tonight, a true surrendering God will give you complete and total victory. You know it's time, Christian, to come back. Come back to that place where we say, God, Thy will be done in my life, in my walk, and I am going to catch God's victory. He's there, and the giant's going down. Your victory is here tonight. Take those stones in the valley.
Amen. 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 If you know the Lord has done something in your life, then I say amen. 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 If, if you would all stand, Sister Patterson, would you trade with my wife for one moment? Amen. amen. And uh, we'd like to sing a song before we leave. Say, what song? Preachers sing a song? I thought you were supposed to altar call and just leave. It's revival, man. You can just have... I came to church to have a good time. You know what? I used to shout when I was a sinner, but it wasn't a happy shout. But you know what? When I got saved, I didn't stop singing. I didn't stop dancing. I just started changing the lyrics. Because in every song with Jesus, man, you win. There's a chorus that says, what do you know about Jesus? And you know what? Here's the answer. He's all right. God is all right. He's bigger than the problem. I want to walk out and remember that. Let's all sing that unto the Lord. What do you know? What do you know about Jesus? He's all right. What do you know about Jesus? He's all right. What do you know about Jesus? He's all right. He's alright, 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 he's